0: Israelites, I think I think we're all members of uh, of the tribe uh, by way of, of Jesus, and by that I mean you know a few weeks ago uh, Ross taught us that Israel means one who wrestles with God, and so here we are once again uh, wrestling with God. Forgiveness it's a it's a tough topic. It's tough because sometimes it's hard. Uh, To forgive others knowing that you're not going to receive an apology and knowing they're not going to receive your forgiveness. And then there comes the topic that I want to talk to you guys about today, which is forgiving ourselves. Sometimes that's the hardest. A lot have already commented that it's the hardest thing to do is to forgive ourselves. And so I remember the very first time I preached, it was a Father's Day. I want to say it was about six years ago. And um, uh, it was the, uh, coming to the end of uh, Travis's first year. It was the first time I was kind of getting up and preaching in a, in a long while. And uh, I reached out to my friend, the very right reverend, Gordon Smith, expecting that I was going to be showered with some amazing advice on how to preach to a congregation. I didn't get any of that. He gave me uh, one thing, and then after he gave it to me, he hung up the phone. He told me that, uh, you know, as you get ready to preach, you must remember that the, person, the most important person that you're preaching to in the congregation is yourself, so keep that in mind as uh, I, I go deeper into what it is that I have for you. On Tuesday of this week, uh, an interesting thing happened. Um, Sarah and I discovered that we have, uh, or we have and are raising quite the little rock and roller. He's only four, and he's got discerning, stays, discerning taste when it comes to music. Uh, in fact, this morning I was listening to some alt country and he came in very quickly into the bathroom and said, I don't like that song. So on, uh, Tuesday, uh, they get into the car after soccer practice. I was home. I was not feeling well. I've had a cold for a couple weeks. It's turned into a sinus infection. So I was, I was sapped. I was in bed and, um, gets in the car and he tells, uh, Sarah, I don't like that song. So she switches it to a different station. I don't like that song either. So she switches it to a different station. I definitely don't like that song. So she finally gets it, finds a station, and he was like, oh, I, I love this song. I love it. I love it. Uh, this is my favorite band in the whole wide world. And so she tells him, when you get home, you have to tell Daddy that this is your favorite band. And so he, they come home. I'm in bed. He comes running into the bedroom, climbs up on bed, and he tells me, I love the Foo Fighters. So with that, this video. The chains to break you. I've told you guys many times before that um, I love music, love all ty- kinds of music. And when I'm out riding around, driving around in my truck, uh, I pay extra to get serious, XM radio, and I uh, I listen to to music. I like I like commercials but I don't like the commercial radio that we have here. and and But so anyways, um, <laughs> this is the third time I'm about to say this, and it's still just as weird as it was the first time. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to share something with you. Um, when I'm listening to the music, Jesus talks to me. I, I, he may not like the entire song, but he may... Uh, draw out a snippet of, of a song, any song, and plant it in my heart, in my head, on my soul, and I'm stuck on that phrase. I knew I was going to talk uh, about forgiveness this Sunday, and and the idea for this, for what I was about to preach to you, uh, came to me uh, while I was at the U2 concert a couple weeks ago in San Diego. Uh, there was a song. There was a line. Um, but as we kind of got a little further into it, uh, Jesus changed plans on me. So you would have gotten you too, which most of you probably like and love, but you got Foo Fighters instead. David, I did try to find an acoustic version of uh, Dave Grohl singing, but um, the problem is, is that uh, there's some pretty strong language that comes out of Dave Grohl's mouth all the time <laughs> so as we go into this uh, a little bit further about talking about forgiveness I, I, I want you folks to put on your spiritual thinking caps close your eyes kind of get centered with yourself and as you're there you can do one of two things you can come out of your body and go and go as high as you need to be, I don't know, 1,000, 10,000 feet above yourself, hovering around yourself, looking at yourself. It's one way to do this. Or the other way, the more challenging way, is to sit down in a chair across from yourself. Listen to these lyrics one more time as if they're sung to you, by you. Got another confession to make. I'm your fool. Everyone's got their chains to break, holding you. Were you born to resist or be abused? Is someone getting the best, the best of you? Are you gone and on to someone new? I needed somewhere to hang my head without your noose. You gave me something that I didn't have, but had no use. I was too weak to give in, too strong to lose. My heart is under arrest again, but I break loose. My head is giving me life or death, but I can't choose. I swear, I'll never give in. I refuse. Dave Grohl said that this song is about breaking away from the things that confine you. It's the fight in the face of adversity. And the one thing as Israelites, as wrestlers, that we constantly wrestle with is forgiving ourselves we say these things and sometimes worse what an idiot I am such a loser we're not very kind to ourselves but well, we're patient compassionate and encouraging to others we have all the tolerance in the world for others but we're brutal to ourselves and who did we learn this insidious habit from? None other than the enemy, Satan, the father of all lies. He loves to remind us all the times that we have failed. He loves to pile guilt and shame as high as the sky. But he is the father of lies, and the names he calls us and insists that we call ourselves are false. See, the devil cannot create anything new. So once you let those thoughts creep into your head, he can now use those thoughts against you over and over and over again but there's hope see in jeremiah 31:34 and i paraphrase from the message this is the brand new covenant that i make with israel when the time comes i will put my law within them write it on their hearts and be their god and they will be my people i will wipe the stain i will wipe the slate clean for each of them. I'll forget they ever sinned. This is God's decree. This does not mean that our all-knowing Father forgets, but rather because he forgives us, he chooses not to bring up our sin in a negative way, unlike the enemy. In Acts 10.34 from the New Living Translation, Peter says, I see very clearly that God shows no favoritism. God does not choose to forgive one person and not the other. He forgives everyone who believes in Jesus Christ. So applying his no partiality standards to ourselves, and I know that that is hard, it is just as important to forgive ourselves as it is to forgive others. Why would you forgive the brother or sister, but not forgive yourself? I'm not the first to lose a mother or father, to lose a sister or a brother, to suffer being addicted to, well, whatever, to not like what I see in the mirror, to get divorced, to not finish what I started to suffer in loneliness, to not think I'm good enough, to not think I'm qualified, to not feel loved by myself. Forgiving yourself is not about forgetting. It's about not bringing the offense up to yourself in negative ways again and again and again. Forgiving yourself is simply letting go of what you are holding against yourself so that you can move on with God. If God has moved on, shouldn't we do the same? In Philippians 4.9, this is said, Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the the God of peace will be within you to continue to go over and over and over in our thoughts. The events of that we can't we won't forgive ourselves for goes against what God is trying to teach us and what he has promised us in Philippians 4 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is pure and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. I know that this is hard, but keep this in mind. In Proverbs 16, there is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. We think by not forgiving ourselves that it's the right thing to do, but it's actually the wrong thing to do. The energy it takes to harbor anger, hatred, and resentment towards ourselves is exhausting. Every bit of energy we give to negative activities and dwelling on regrets robs us of the energy we need to become the person God wants us to be. Life is full of choices, and every choice we make will either take us in a positive, life-giving direction or rob us the opportunity to be a life-giving individual. Forgiving ourselves does not let us off the hook. It does not justify what we have done, and it is not a sign of weakness. It is not a sign of weakness. Forgiveness is a choice that takes courage, It takes strength, and it gives us the opportunity to become an overcomer, rather remaining a victim of our own scorn. Forgiving ourselves is also important for those in our sphere of influence. Ross shared with us just last week, hurt people hurt people. The longer we avoid forgiving ourselves, the longer we allow ourselves to harbor the feelings that we deserve to suffer for what we did, the more explosive we will become. And therefore, the more apt we are to hurt others. The reality is that you cannot change what has happened. We cannot restore our lives to where they were before the event. However, we can make a difference in the lives of others. We can give back some of what was taken away by finding a different place to invest our time and compassion. Forgive yourself. And let the healing begin. That's all fine and dandy, you say. Easier said and done, Stuart. We understand that God is saying what what God is saying rationally and logically, you're saying this to yourself. But, Stuart, how do we go about forgiving ourselves? God, how do we go about forgiving ourselves? It's not necessarily that we don't want to. I think it's that we don't know how to. Is it possible to be open to think of all the things that we hate about ourselves? Let's ask ourselves if we can change it. And this requires brutal honesty. Not wanting to do it, excuse me. Not wanting to do all it requires to change it isn't the same as not being able to change it. We have to be honest with ourselves. If we can change it, then we must. And if we can't, then we must try to forgive ourselves for it and let go of it. And you do that. by imagining your best friend came to you and told you they hated themselves for the very same things you hate yourself for what would you say to a friend would you say the same horrible things that you say to yourself if not then don't say it to yourself be your own best friend You may have just noted that I broke the biggest rule they teach you in auctioneering school. You are not supposed to point at your customers. You're supposed to use an open hand. But as I pointed to you, there were fingers pointed back to me to remind me that I too am to forgive myself that one of the most important people that I am to preach to is myself. The names we call ourselves matter. Our words matter. Our thoughts matter. Words and thoughts build or tear down, create or destroy. We will make mistakes, but if we control our words, our thoughts, we control everything else. Remember, nowhere, Nowhere, nowhere in the Bible do we read of God's disappointment, of God's impatience, or of God's hatred towards us. Instead, we read of his sheer delight in us. It's time that we listen to the one who speaks truth. God calls us a different name. In 1 Peter, by grace he calls us chosen, In Ephesians, he calls us loved. In Isaiah, he calls us delight. In the Psalms, the apple of his eye. In Isaiah, he loves us so he carved our names on the palm of his hand. third time that I've preached this. I am tired, I say to myself because I am sick. But I think I'm tired because this message hits a little too close to home. That maybe instead of letting go of some of the thoughts that I did driving down the highway on our vacation, maybe I should have spent a little bit more time forgiving myself. If you're tired today, pray this prayer with me. Father, Today I ask forgiveness of all my negative and harmful words I have spoken about myself. I don't want to abuse myself in such a way again. Transform my thoughts and let me understand how marvelously you made me. Change my habits so I use my tongue to speak hope and favor upon my life. That I may forgive myself. In Jesus' name, and all the forgivers said, Amen.